0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, June 4th. You are listening to The Cheats Movement on WRIR. Gigi Broadway is in the building. Gigi, how you feeling?
1: I'm here. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling centered. I'm feeling great. What does that mean? <laughs> I feel like my chakras are aligned. I don't even know what chakras are. Oh, my gosh. What are chakras? Sleep. The seven chakras. Oh, that's a whole nother. Are you segment. sleeping?
0: Are you sleeping more these days? Are you sleeping more in the summer?
1: Uh yeah, I'm I'm a winter baby, so the heat and and summer and myself don't really mix well. So I'm kind of trying to like casually avoid the heat and still be out in the city at the same time. Bit of a struggle, but I'm gonna work it out. You're
0: gonna have to work it out. We have a great <laughs> show lined up for you today. We are talking to my good buddy Ross Castro from Good Morning RVA. Ross and I talk about what's next for City Council now that the budget's done. We talk a little bit about the budget but then we also talk about what's next for city council now that the budget is done Mm. we also have a quick conversation with one of my uh, just a great friend i love spending time and talking with her katie holcomb from the coalition theater this thursday starts the second best comedy festival it runs thursday through saturday in richmond Uh it is over 40 some teams improv troops Stand-up comedians, podcasters are coming into Richmond. Gigi Broadway, have you ever tried
1: improv comedy? No way. No. And I have the utmost respect for anybody who rocks the improv because I I can't. I can't. Well,
0: if if you enjoy it, if you enjoy it, there's workshops, there's uh, you know, meet like just shows every night, there's all kinds of stuff coming to Richmond. This weekend, I remember talking to Katie last year, and she was the one that hooked it up, that I got to interview Cypher Sounds and all the improvers that they do a hip-hop podcast that travels, I mean, a hip-hop improv show that travels the country. Oh, Cypher one. Sounds from formerly of Hot 97. I was able to talk to them last year. Uh, just really, really, it's just an amazing festival. It's year five. So Katie will give us the lowdown. Everybody pay attention to that. It's all coming up. We got a little bit, Gigi Broadway, we got a little bit of a life update. Uh-oh. Oh, Everybody, everyone that listens to the show always enjoys life updates <laughs> these days.
1: I mean, you know, it's life.
0: Every, and we do the show, look, doing the show every other week. There's a lot of life that comes in <laughs> That's since facts. the last time our audience uh, kind of rocks with us. So I do have a little bit of an up, a life update of what's happened. Okay. Health-wise, all good news. Oh, great. All good news. I'll take it. But we have a great show lined up. Gigi Broadway's here We are here It is the Cheats Movement on WRIR It is the month of June It is June is Pride Month, right? It is, yep It is LGBT Pride Month Uh, I mean, in spirit, even if not by presidential (laughs) proclamation Right, President Trump?
1: I mean, you know, he sent a tweet
0: He sent a tweet So, in honor of Pride Month What song should we leave the podcast off with? That's a good question. That's a great question. We'll figure it out, and we're going to start the show right now. Let's go. Let's go. gentlemen ladies and gentlemen it is tuesday june 4th you are listening to the cheats movement on wrir this episode is brought to you by work friends one of the best co-working spots in all of richmond make Facts. sure you check them out tell them that cheats and gg sent you yep to work friends we're very excited to so shout out all the good people over there love them we do we do love them gg broadway How's everything going on You're
1: in Memorial Day has come and gone. The it, Memorial Day holiday. It has.
0: Did you, how did you spend your Memorial Day holiday?
1: Inside in the air condition. <laughs> Binge watching Netflix and catching up on some shows. I honestly stayed in the crib the whole time. I, I literally do not like the heat at all. I'm not playing. Did... Did we talk, correct my memory, mm-hmm. because we talked about the
0: premiere of Game of Thrones and how much you love it. Right. Did we talk about the finale at all?
1: No, and that was intentional on my part because okay. it was so bad, I didn't even want to like. So you're, open that.
0: So you're one of the people that are upset with the fin- like the final Game of Thrones. I'm upset. Did we get invited to any Game of Thrones parties? Not one. That, I, so I'm upset you should be where is our Game of Thrones party invite
1: I don't know but I'm so glad I didn't get one for the finale because Why? I would have been in a room full of upset people so, no, so really quickly
0: how angry do you get behind like is it just Game of Thrones, or is it all television? Like I watch the NBA finals, I get upset. Like yesterday, I was throwing things at the screen when you know Drake and the Toronto Raptors. Me and Drake were equally upset. Okay, but like, is it for you? Is it all television, or is it just Game of
1: Thrones? It's it's not all television, but there are multiple shows I'm invested in that I would get that upset about. Game of Thrones definitely one of them. Quickly, what's the best show on television? Right now. Oh, right now since Game of Thrones is off? Yeah, if it's not Game of Thrones. I don't know, but I started watching Big Little Lies. Never seen it. It's an HBO goodie. Yeah, goody. no, I know what it is. It's I a goodie. I've never watched It's coming Um, first season. Well, second season starts June 9th, but I'm, probably that is like the most intriguing show to me right now. Amazing.
0: I really like Billions. You do I love Billions on Showtime I love The Shot and Billions on Sundays I don't watch them on Sundays But Mm -hmm. I I love The Shot and I love Billions And then everything else is like Like, eh. Bravo reality TV. Yeah, pretty much Live Sports And then like Southern Charm and Vanderpump Rules Those are the things I watch Vanderpump Rules is one of my guilty Uh, pleasures No, it's not even a guilty pleasure, it's a show (laughs)
1: Like
0: It's a show I watch
1: well, I'm proud that you admitted that, because sometimes what? I don't like to. What? Why not? You feel bad it's about admitting like you watch those shows? I Southern feel like Charm, it's a waste of time. So Charm is a hot mess. That's I when I,
0: I won't reduce myself. Like, I can't. Please. It's
1: I have too much at that point.
0: The Cheetahs have been to Charleston. Uh, I guess the last three summers, last two summers. And really, we just spend our time like looking for a Sona Charm Stop it. Love it. That's enough. <laughs> We've gone too far, um, because... It's time to start our show, and we're going to start it with, you know, every month we do, like we say, we try to recognize uh, a month that we can take pride in. We've been doing this since January, right, of this year?
1: Yeah, and it's been It's been
0: great. It's been really great. I like it. And so this month, again, even if not recognized by the President of the United States by Proclamation, (laughs) uh, it is recognized LGBT Pride Month. Gigi, you got a little bit of history on
1: Pride Month. A little bit, a little bit. So, our our good old boy Bill Clinton, that was the first president. Shout out! Gotta give him a shout out. Um, he he, you know, he got it started in June. It was called Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. That was in 1999 and the year of 2000. And then Barack Obama picked up in um, from 2009 to 2016. And named it the LGBT Pride Month. And you know what? A lot of people give Donald Trump some slack. But he's actually the first Republican president to acknowledge LGBT Pride Month in 2019. I mean, technically, he didn't have an official proclamation. But he sent a tweet. And we all know how he likes to tweet. He
0: does like to tweet. And so, and here's the thing. Uh, He does like to tweet. And in his tweet, he did recognize... Uh, LGBT Pride Month. However, he's been asked uh, over and over again if he's going to sign a proclamation to officially recognize it. He has not done that. Ugh. However, he did sign some other. <laughs> he did sign some other proclamations, and I'm not saying that they're more or less. You can be the judge. Okay, but he did sign National Caribbean American Heritage Month, oh. Great Outdoors Month, National Home Ownership Month. African American Music Appreciation Month, and here's the kicker: National Ocean Month. Now you know how we feel about the
1: oceans. Kind of love the ocean. So he
0: signed all of those. However, he has not signed since he's been president uh, a proclamation to declare, to officially declare June as Pride What's
1: the hold up, Trump? What's the hold up?
0: I, I, I don't know. However, it, if it's okay with you, Gigi, we would also we would add the Cheats Movement on WRIR. We would definitely like to recognize uh, Pride Month, and you know, there's so many the the challenges. We usually kind of select a, a hero or shiro, yeah. and and to be honest with you, it feels really inappropriate to do that uh, for this episode, just because there's just so many, That's there's just of so many uh, that have really, really kind of challenged the system and, and and really just elevated the issue to heights that we could never imagine. I will say, uh, without kind of, you know, designating it, uh, I've been a follower, history-wise, of the Civil Rights Movement for, for years. And and so one of the major players in the Civil Rights Movement has been uh, Bayer Rustin. Um, and he obviously helped organize the March on Washington. He was mm-hmm. Dr. King's right-hand man uh, for years. Uh, and he's worked for years behind the scenes uh, on... Uh, just these issues that are important to gay and lesbian people in America in the civil rights movement. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, his- let's just be frank. History is not, all history is not kind. It's not like, you know, know. Uh, you know, even in things like the civil rights movement, there was a ton of oppression uh, for gay and lesbian uh, people. And, and Mr. Rustin wasn't one that actually suffered significant amount of discrimination and and, you know moving him out and not being not ever getting his full credit because of the way that the world was then and and hopefully that's changing right you had to
1: fight two battles
0: yeah yeah and you see and again you see it all over and over again and so that's why we say you know at the very least we got a tweet (laughs) a tweet we got a tweet this is the Cheats Movement on WRIR. We'll be back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, June 4th, and I am joined by my good friend, Ross Catro from Good Morning RVA. Ross, how's it going,
2: man? It's going good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm making it with the summer. How, how, how's the summer been treating you so far?
2: Uh, it was really freaking hot for a while, and then uh, it's not so hot today, which which I think is pretty good. Today,
0: you know, you know, this week, I think we're going to have a really good weather week. I don't want to jinx it. Uh, but, you know, I was out at Broad Appetite on Sunday, I think. It, yeah, Broad Appetite on Sunday. And I remember thinking, talking to my wife, I was like, they've got really good weather for Broad Appetite, like for Broad Appetite all the way through. It got hot towards the end, but not bad. Not, so Richmond's doing OK.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like our summer sweating at festival season It's like kicking off.
0: very nice now here's 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 before we really get into what we want to talk about now and is in in that's kind of all the things that's happening with richmond city council right now post budget going into the summer i i always i always wanted to ask and it it just came to me and i don't think i've ever asked you because good morning rva kind of sprung from rva news you, got, mm-hmm. you were on the RVA thing, I think, before it was a thing. Or, or, or were, were you on it early or right around the exact same time?
2: I think I was on it pretty early. I think RVA Mag is like the originator of this thing, I think. And RVA Mag predated RVA News by a little bit. And right. so um, they were there first. But, yeah, I've been, I've been connected to an RVA sort of thing for a long, long time.
0: So now, do you ever think twice, because there's this whole, obviously we live here, so we know that there's this whole RVA versus Richmond thing, and you've obviously, again, you were with RVA probably before it was co-opted, if, it, if it's been co-opted in any way. Do you ever think about the, the, like the, the dynamics between RVA and Richmond?
2: Oh, constantly. I think about it all the time. I think that <laughs> I would probably not name a new thing rva at what? this point in time what?
0: yeah all right let me just say yeah this is not, not what we're supposed not, to talk about but tell me what go
2: with this tell me why we wouldn't
0: yeah and, right now
2: and i like co-opted may be a strong word but I, I think that like sometimes you have a thing which means something and then what it kind of connotes or means like changes over time and i think what i'm interested in is like moving further away from what rva kind of means in the collective uh, space i think um so i've been like i've been like slowly as i name things i've been like slowly just drifting back to just richmond using richmond full richmond right um yeah it, it,
0: that is interesting and when you think about it, like i <laughs> tell people this all the time and they kind of laugh now. but naming things in general is weird right yeah like no <laughs> it, it really is like and and I think once something becomes, like, socially accepted as a thing, then the name makes sense. But when yep. you start it, it doesn't make sense at all. And it's like, people never think about this. And, I, and, I, and I'm I obviously a hip-hop fan and, and, and written extensively about hip-hop a lot of times. Hip-hop in general has some of the weirdest rap names in the history of naming things right like if i (laughs) if i told you out of nowhere that my name like my name's mark cheatham if i told you my rap name was gonna be 50 cent (laughs) you right have you ever thought about that but it'll be like people be like that's the weirdest probably most awkward not good rap name ever and it's like because 50 cent is so big it's like oh yeah it's 50 cent that makes sense
2: yeah, man. Symbols. People attach lots of meaning to those things, and they change, and they evolve, and
0: they meet lots of stuff. No, that's it. I've I I told people this over and over again. I would not name the blog or anything che- the Cheats Movement uh, if I ever had. If I had to do it again. Now, obviously, che- Cheats Movement's going to stay. It will continue. But if I had a do-over, the Cheats Movement would not be the name. I would have probably, yep. if I'd figured out the We See It thing faster, because the Cheats Movement came before the We See It uh, like hashtag, if I'd figured that out, I would have named it something along that, like, we see it lines as opposed to the cheats move.
2: Yeah, I love we see it, man. I, I think it, it it's super clear what it means, and uh, I think it fits what you do perfectly. Well,
0: speaking of seeing stuff, you, my friend, look at Richmond City Council <laughs> and the school board and the budget and all of this stuff closer than anyone I think in the history of volunteer service, looks at uh, <laughs> I've never fully understood it, Ross, but you are that guy that just really, really follows counsel closely, comes through the budget, has really uh, smart, uh, you know, critiques, write ups, reviews, all of those types of things. And so that leads me into asking you right now, budget is done, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Big win for RPS. Is what yep. <laughs> was what Superintendent Cameras told me a couple episodes back. Big win for RPS. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the mayor is also claiming victory, right? He got a lot of his initiatives in. Uh, yep. And the people opposed to the mayor are also claiming victory because they got all of this stuff. So basically city council and any of the contingents that were opposed to the original mayor's budget with tax increases are also claiming victory because they got what they wanted without the real estate tax increase, correct?
2: Those are the claims, yes.
0: So, Ross, who wins?
2: <laughs> tell us uh, when you yeah, look at the
0: whole thing, tell us who comes out on top of this.
2: Schools definitely win, right? Schools win, they got they got a lot of money. That's great. They needed the money. I think you know the the outcomes that the mayor proposed in his budget the new, pro- the new proposed stuff right the schools money streets money um grtc money and eviction money maybe a couple other things those all exist now so that that's a that's a policy win for the mayor um but like they're not free right like we didn't raise any taxes other than cigarette tax and so These new policies and new programs come at a cost, and they came at a cost through city council making cuts. And, like, it's weird to me that we're not really talking about the cuts that they decided to make. But, I mean, they're there. They cut vacancy funding. So that's, you know, if Department of Public Works finds a person who's perfect for this job and then, you know, they want to hire them, maybe they don't have the funds for it. Right. Um, they also cut uh, future capital projects. So we want to build this cool thing. We've like budgeted the money away for it. They cut a bunch of money out of that to pay for um, stuff now, and so it's kind of like shortchanging the future a little bit to pay for these, you know, present day investments. So it's not wins, wins, wins all around like everyone's talking about it. I think there there were some some like tough decisions that are maybe like a little deeper and nerdier than than most folks realize.
0: And and for somebody that's watching the budget closely the assumption that I have is that we'll be right back to the real estate tax next year,
2: right? Heck yeah. No sleep till real estate tax, right? Like every year (laughs) until we get it.
0: (laughs) The BC boys would be so proud. Uh, (laughs) No, but, but that's, that's what they, they basically made a budget that funded all of this this year. Like you said, off of cuts and eliminating positions and those types of things. However, I think there's two things that kind of stood out to me. One, if you're really upset about, like, actual service in Richmond City Hall, right? Like, if you go to City Hall and you complain about the service product like produced by Richmond City Hall, this budget doesn't help you, right? Because it doesn't add any support to those guys. And, yeah, and, just take stuff away. Right. And so you've got to be pretty happy with the current state of service. And you've got to figure out that this is a one-year thing. Like, next year... You're going to have to figure out how to... Because you can't eliminate positions again, right? Yep. Like, so you're going to have to figure out how to keep moving forward on this. So, uh, you know, I, I think... I find it interesting. I don't know if it's extremely short-sighted in the sense of, uh, you know, city council really can claim, like, hey, you challenged us, mayor, to do this without real estate tax increases. We did it, you know? So, <laughs> hooray for us.
2: Yeah. I mean, and... and- one one like quick clarification is they didn't cut. I don't think they cut actual positions. They cut funding for vacant positions. So right. this is like people that haven't been hired yet, but now can no longer be hired. And I think you're totally right. Like we're gonna hit this. Like we're gonna get to December, January time, and we're gonna be right back here because we want better services city hall, which means they need more resources. They need more folks, uh, and we can't just find that money in the couch cushions.
0: So. Ross, where, that's where we, we came out of the budget. What do we yeah. have to look forward to in regards to kind of summer going into the fall? Usually, traditionally, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a little bit of a downtime for Richmond City Council, right? They'll be on a summer schedule, but what are some of the yeah. big things coming up for the city?
2: I think we'll see a, like a resuming of chats about the downtown arena, right? The proposed Coliseum replacement is going to start... Um, popping back up in news and, and maybe we'll start hearing some stuff from city hall about that
0: well it's already in the news it's in the news last week and this week because yeah. of a FOIA request for paul goleman uh, yeah. and I, I don't fully understand it you can explain it a little bit better but there were papers that i believe were sent to the richmond times dispatch that paul goleman FOIA'd for it to be public and I guess he won that lawsuit so he can get all the, all the documentation that I guess the newspapers have free of charge is that what it is?
2: yeah 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 so the, the newspapers I think got the FOIA documents on accident like the city didn't mean to release them and so my understanding is that Goldman's FOIA lawsuit is to get those same documents so I'm not sure we'll learn a bunch of new stuff from um, the stuff that Paul Goldman gets if he even decides to release it right like he's getting the documents um, we might yeah. have to like poke him to get it, but so I'm he'll, not sure we'll learn a lot of. He'll
0: leak it one one day at a time on his Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah, page I, three I, like, yeah. on Wednesday, page four on Thursday.
2: Yeah, I I, ha- I I don't doubt Paul Goldman's ability to like make this into a, a thing um, <laughs> at all. But like, w- you know, I think I think the whole situation puts pressure on the mayor and city hall and the private groups involved to like do some stuff. Like, the public, at least my perception, and you can tell me if the, if your perception is different, but, like, the people I interact with are growing and increasingly skeptical of the project. And not really out of any sort of, like, specific reason, but just, like, they haven't heard anything and all they hear is, like, you know, Paul Goldman lawsuit, or like this thing or that thing, and they just get more and more skeptical and cynical about the project as a whole until because I haven't heard anything from the mayor.
0: Yeah, no. I uh, so we had the mayor on the show. I would say about three or four episodes ago, and what I told him at the time, and <laughs> he gave me a little bit of pushback, and then I pushed back some more, is that I think they announced they announced too soon. Um, yeah, and and even if it was. Not just him. Maybe if it's the the feral group, if they had just kind of said that they're working on this proposal and maybe may have done things from that uh, group's perspective, without Mayor Stony having that press conference, which is nearly a year ago now, saying that yeah. this is you know just about ready to go. They're you know dotting the i's and crossing the t's. What's happened now is since the mayor went out on a press conference and said what he said about the project and they started going with those estimated numbers and all the things that the group had, I think if they weren't ready, they shouldn't have put... He he should not have done that. Because now yeah. what you've seen is a vacuum, right? Uh, eight months, seven months, eight months of, of vacuum that needs to be filled by something. And that's when skepticism fills the void. And that, and that has a lot to do with just the history of Richmond doing deals and the, the recent history of Richmond doing deals, right? So, yep. so it's, n- no one knows anything. That's the best, th- that's the, the, almost the most comical part of, um, the proposal at this point is that since the plan has never been released, we're asking city council members, we're asking people in the know, anybody that's tracking it, even all of the an- and analysts, we're asking them to comment on a plan that they think is what's happening, right? They don't exactly know yeah. what the plan is. And that's yep. all, that's almost absurd and, and it's it's close to absurd the, the reason one of the, the I guess the only reason that it's not really absurd is because the feral group has said it's gonna do this it's gonna do this it's gonna do this and they had I guess they had a an audit they had like an audit of an audit so they they have some things but that's not the deal so I do think yep. anyone with any level of responsibility it's irresponsible for them to comment on it right yeah and, and so I do think that they've they've open themselves up everyone involved has opened themselves up to uh criticism skepticism let's see what happens now the question is can they regain momentum when they actually announce the plan and i think it's going to be the longer it holds out the harder it's going to be to convince people it's a good plan when the actual plan comes out
2: totally agree with you every minute is a minute lost i think
0: i think so but again i think if you if you don't have the deal like this is i think critical for the Estonian administration if they don't have the deal don't go with it don't announce it um, oh
2: yeah it, it's it's clearly like one of the big like pillars of his first term right this it, will be if, this, if this they go will, with it or
0: not this will do, like this is increasingly ross becoming the ball game i think for the administration and it shouldn't be i think i think they've done other things like this budget alone that we just talked about look at all the yep. funding for rps Like there are things in there that should be, I think, tangible stories. Um, But you know, this is this increasingly becomes the the topic of conversation. This what they'll figure out what they do with like the boulevard, right, and and all the property around that. Um, But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see.
2: I think that's it your your point is real well taken is i'm not sure there's been a mayor since we've had strong mayor that has raised more money for schools like he did it last year with meals tax he did it this year like he's doing a lot of stuff with schools that is remarkable i think and but you're right it's totally being overshadowed by a thing that we don't even really know about
0: thank you for your time buddy as always everybody make sure you look at good morning rva it's by far i'll tell you i know when the cheats movement is going to have a good day because ross will put something nice about (laughs) about what we're doing Uh, in the newsletter and then (laughs) i'm like i'm like oh what what happened today and then i'll figure out something something we did worked out so as always ross thanks buddy we'll be in touch soon
2: yeah good talking to you man
0: all right man this is the cheats movement on wrir we'll be right back after this ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen this is the Cheats Movement on W-R-I-R. Gigi Broadway's in the building. Gigi, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. It is time for our favorite segment. Either you see it or you don't. Gigi, are you ready? Always. First thing, hip-hop now has a billion-dollar man. Gigi, are you aware that Forbes magazine, <laughs> the keeper of all things money, <laughs> really has named... The first hip hop billionaire. I guess if we're guessing we kind of know who it is now. So Jay-Z, Jay-Z has been named Hip Hop's first ever billionaire. I'll start by saying asking you, do you see this? Do you not see this? And more importantly,
1: did you see this coming? Do I see it? Honestly, I have no choice because it's everywhere. And it's here. And it's here. He is a millionaire. Yeah, and so and did I see it coming? Yeah, I knew it was coming eventually. I know it was coming this fast. I thought it was gonna take a little bit more time, but hey, you know when the when the money's moving, you just just out of it. So
0: the question: Did I see Jay Z being the first? So what, who are the other power players in in the world of trying to become the first hip hop billionaire? It was Puffy.
1: Puffy's always Puffy been there. was
0: had more money. The, the, like Puffy was up there first. He had more money longer than Jay-Z had. Right. So Puff, Puff was, like, I think, the first guy. hmm Then, you know who really broke in and I really thought that could have been the first billionaire before any of them? Dre. Dr. Dre. With right. The, and, but, but if you look at Dre, it was the Beats deal. Oh, right? for sure. So that was like the single Beats investment or the Beats deal made Dre like this guy that could be the first hip-hop billionaire. So it was Puffy, you know. Then, you know, Jay was always coming along. Right. But then Dr. Dre came, and then 50 Cent. Yeah. 50 Cent came in with with the Life Water deal. The Vitamin Water deal. That was really big. The Vitamin Water deal was really big. And so he was on his way, but what was happening during all of this was Jay just kept focused? he kept acquiring things he kept investing in things and so Jay-Z has officially got to a billion first Gigi Broadway let's break down how Jay-Z got to a billion dollars now Forbes has a very what they call a very conservative estimate of how Jay-Z gets to a billion dollars break it down for us
1: alright so Coming in at the largest chunk of change that's uh, putting him up there is the $310 million in the Armand de Brignac or the Ace of Spades, his champagne. So Which he owns 100% of. 100% ownership in that. Then it's $220 million in um, his portfolio. So that breaks down to what? About $70 million um, in a Uber
0: Uber stock let's see it was just like other investments right? yeah so it was like 220 million and other business investments
1: i know they said that was one of the largest ones is uber right Uber's definitely the largest one then he had a couple you know two million here five million here um but then Ducey is a hundred million dollars so let's and he, uh, he's a part owner of Ducey. part owner of Ducey let's see i thought title was gonna be a little bit more for him. right where does title come in titles about a hundred million okay titles about a hundred million then one of my favorite is rock nation and rock nation
0: is the firm that he owns like where he like manages entertainers he manages athletes it's like that's what Rock Nation, Rock Nation Sports, all that stuff is under that company. Exactly. By far
1: the coolest company. Ever. Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. One of my favorites. That's at 75 million. Right. I thought it was going to be a little bit more too, but 75 is not like yeah. a small piece of, Again, you know, who we're, am we're, I? We're adding up to a billion. <laughs> 75 million.
0: If that, I had that, I'd be
1: good. I, I'd be I'd be great. Right. Now, his music catalog is 75 million as well. So, then that surprised me. It Did surprised it. me that
0: Jay-Z's music music catalog, which I'm sure he owns all his masters and all that, is worth 75 million, mm-hmm. which is the same as Rock Nation and like I said $25 million less than Tidal. Like I would assume. So basically, Jay-Z's music alone is worth 75 million. Everybody else is in the world. I'm saying it's worth a hundred million title. <laughs> no, I'm guess because he doesn't own everybody else's. I get it. But I was I was surprised at that number and compare it to the other things. Yeah. And I'm and, and to be keeping one thousand, I'm extremely uh, surprised at the you know, the ace of spades number. The three hundred and ten million for owning that liquor. I'm just I'm surprised at that price and the Doucet price. Right. I'm not surprised about the investments title at 100 million seems fine Uh, but keep going keep going
1: alright so Jay-Z's art collection alone is 70 million right just his art collection just the art collection is 70 million okay which actually comes in higher than the real estate which is funny because his real estate is 50 million
0: right and that was that's how he gets to a billion that's how he gets to a billion so the real estate properties I think there's LA and New York uh I think there's two in New York, at least two in New York, one in L.A. But, yeah, his his houses are not necessarily worth... Like, his
1: art is worth more than his houses. Which is crazy.
0: Which is crazy.
1: So, billion-dollar worth and billion streams annually. This guy's... I mean, he's unstoppable at this point.
0: Not to mention, I guess in the two hundred twenty million, are not only are those investments, those are things he sold, right? Like Aware... exactly. He sold, you know, several years back. He's a so his stake in the Brooklyn Nets may not have been a lot, but he sold, you know, he sold that to get into Rock Nation, exactly. So, you know, from a business standpoint, it's the famous line: "I'm not a businessman, I'm, I'm a, a business, business man. man." He has. Eclipsed all of his peers in regards to financial worth, and that's just him. So that's just Jay Z's, you know, assets and evaluation. Not to mention, I think the last time I looked at the Forbes Entertainment list, I think Beyonce was sitting at around eighty mil on her way to on her way to a billion. Yeah, I or something it was more of, than that. Yeah, no, no. Did I say eighty? I meant like three hundred. No, I, it was it was up there. Like if he was he. She's had several years now that she's been doing tours. Yeah, she had several years when she was on tour where she single-handedly made more money in a year than he has. Yeah. So I don't know what Beyonce's net worth is, but it was it was something extremely it's crazy. It was too. close to a billion. Like there, that's just ridiculous. They're they're an amazing couple. With that said, Gigi Broadway, let's change from one Forbes article to another. Uh, there is a Richmond article that is making waves. That is, that is Forbes' headline, right? The headline is Why Richmond, Virginia is the underground music city everyone needs to visit. The article came out a couple of days ago. It is on Forbes.com if you can, if you can check it out. Uh, please do so. There has been mixed reaction in the music community. Uh, there's been mixed reaction to the article. And it's not necessarily bad. Let me just ask you this, Gigi Broadway. When you first heard that richmond house highlighted the underground music scene was highlighted in forbes what
1: what was your thoughts when i first saw it okay i gonna be honest i was i was excited you know what i mean i mean it's forbes yes and you know huge platform i was just i was very proud and excited that richmond was even you know talked about in regards to you know a music scene because i'm proud i'm very proud of you know the music scene and and where it's going so i was excited
0: i agree I, i for someone that has covered richmond music for nearly a decade now seeing the growth the diversity the appreciation of richmond taking pride of its music scene i am extremely happy about that always happy to get recognition wherever we can take it i am not one of those folks that is often dissatisfied because you know I don't know you know the perfect is the enemy of the good I'm not one of those folks right so obviously being in Forbes with a Richmond Virginia underground music headline is exciting mm-hmm. however Uh-oh. there is another side of this oh, and the other side is a lot of the people that have curated Richmond's music scene underground music scene uh, like the article if you go into it is more of an overview of like
1: richmond tourism it's not really a music article right i mean it's music music-esque like you know i i think it did a very generalized kind of synopsis of the you know a music scene Was it specific? Not at all. Well, it doesn't name any artists. That was the thing. And I understand that. Do you understand that? I completely understand that.
0: Having an article of this elk that doesn't mention specific artists. But my my issue is it really... I'm not even saying it's an issue. I think one of the challenges of the article is it doesn't really mention any music venues. Right? Or it doesn't mention, like, the diverse styles of music you're going to get in Richmond. It just kind of mentions, like places like hotels to stay at neighborhoods to visit uh those types of things which is much more and i and I, for full disclosure i write all the time i've written for richmond.com and and rva mag and i've written pieces like this like when you come to richmond here are the places and neighborhoods to, to visit but i just i guess i didn't headline it as you know richmond's underground music is really taking off like the sense i got was a very topical richmond is a very cool place to visit here are a couple of reasons why and those reasons again if you're going to get way into the weeds of criticism those a lot of those places that are mentioned in the article are more like the the rva the gentrified richmond like we're talking about scott's edition yeah. you're not you're not talking about like what what a lot of people would consider richmond richmond as much as you're talking about like you know visit the new breweries and visit scott's edition and visit the new boutique hotel and Mm. and when you mix that with richmond underground music yeah i think there's a little bit of a conflict does that make sense
1: i get it i I totally get it but essentially i don't know man you know it's kind of hard music is so subjective it's kind of hard to pinpoint various areas for this and that i think the article does a good job in generalizing you know the music scene and you know the kind of because here's the thing it's kind of hard to get everybody and talk about the music scene in one article you know what i mean and let's just keep it one thousand.
0: artists are super sensitive of course so if, if you mention one and you don't mention 52
1: it's going to be it's going to be hell. curtains. Right, exactly. So I think sh- I think the article did a good job. At kind of like not excluding one form or one genre of music, excluding one type, one well, style.
0: I mean, they do a good job of that by omission. They don't mention any of them, right? So if you don't mention any of them, you're not really excluding any. I th- again, I think when I've seen these articles done well, even if you don't want to um, even if you don't want to specifically name artists mm-hmm. you can say well if you're looking for this type of genre go here if you're looking for this type of genre go here Richmond's been so much more diverse it's kind of hard yeah. to, to do that because all of our venues have different exactly you know, different music on different nights right. that is true like you could go to the Broadberry one night it could be Mighty Joshua next night it could be No BS next night it could be Noah O right? exactly. it's like a different thing so I understand what they're. I understand the challenges of it. I right. just, it was, it was a, a broad, <laughs> it was a broad article. But again, to your point, the article mentioning Richmond as a place to go for underground music and comparing it to Nashville and some of the other underground music scenes, I, you know, I don't think we're there yet in regards to Austin or Nashville or those places. But right. I think we're getting. There.
1: Yeah, I mean, cause like, let's be real. A couple of years ago, this it would have we've never been mentioned. No. So no. I think it shows to the progression. I think it shows to the hard work that a lot of us have been putting in. I think it like really. I was proud, man. I have and no negative. I think the
0: key here is the like venue space is always an issue for Richmond music. Mm-hmm. I think what you've seen come online with, you know, the way that the Broadbears come online. The way that different other venues have embraced not just one certain type of music, but you see different types of shows at different music venues or even not even music venues, but, you know, restaurants and clubs that play music. Yeah. I think one of the things that is going to really move we don't talk about this enough, but one of the things I think will move Richmond into that next tier mm-hmm. is if we actually establish more music venues and they don't have to be super big. They don't have to be at the scale of the national. Right. But if we have more of what the Campbell does, more of what gallery five does more of what Kelly lemon and the urban hang suites trying to do, mm-hmm. we have more opportunities for people to play you know, live shows where people are kind of built in audiences, that's the challenge. Like the the show that you may do at an art gallery where the only reason you're going to that art gallery is the show mm-hmm. isn't what happens in Austin or Nashville. What happens in those places is that they have a restaurant or a bar that plays music every night, like the Camel. They have a built in audience every night and they're booking. They're booking. Exactly. So you go through all of those places and you just may show up one day. Yeah. And then you see,
1: you know, performer X perform. Right. And you know what? Another thing is, I always hear a lot of gripes about, you know, Richmond has this thing where a lot of people say, oh, you know richmonders only really pay attention or get excited when it's somebody outside of richmond who acknowledges us instead of us kind of getting together and like acknowledging ourselves and making ourselves you know kind of top tier so you know i like to play devil's advocate so i hear a lot of you know a lot of gripes and i kind of get i understand what they're saying but in the same token it's 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 good to be acknowledged.
0: It is good to be acknowledged. And I think I think what you're describing is a little bit of everywhere, right? Everywhere doesn't appreciate their hometown. Well yeah, Not but I, I hear it.
1: that Richmond like hits hard with it, like I think it's got I think it's getting
0: better. This is the cheats movement on W R I R. We'll be back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, June fourth. This is the Cheats Movement on WRIR, and I am joined by a very special friend, Katie Holcomb from the Coalition Theater. Katie, how's it going?
3: Hey, Mark, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing great, and I'm and I'm excited because this is our annual time to talk.
3: <laughs> yes, this is uh, our yearly. This is our. Uh, we get to catch up with each other. Our yearly
0: update, <laughs> uh, and I will I will be forever in your debt because last year I got to talk to and interview uh, My Mama's Biscuits, and yes. uh, Cypher Sounds, and all the yes. stuff, what they were doing, and this is coming up, I believe, this weekend, you told me exactly when it starts, but is the second best comedy fest, it is mm-hmm. year five of what Correct. is clearly the city's best improv festival.
3: Thanks, dude, yeah, we've got it, it's coming up this weekend, it starts thursday june 6th and it runs through saturday june 8th so this year um we have three different venues we're at the coalition theater eight west broad our home home base we're going to be at the basement theater uh by theater lab which is just a few blocks down from the coalition and this year our third venue is the canal club so on saturday We're going to be having uh, kind of some big headline shows over there. And our big after party is also going to be uh, there with the DJ afterwards and everything. It's going to be a great time. Um, And what I'm really excited about this year is, you know, in the past we've had primarily improv, a little bit of sketch comedy, but kind of that was it. This year we've got improv. We've got um, like three or four different sketch acts. We've got uh, a stand-up comedy showcase, and we've got podcasts. So we've opened it up. We, we've said, you know, we want to feature a bunch of different kinds of comedy. We want people to be able to, like, you know, see a little bit of um, something different. So I'm really excited about, um, like, the diversity in the schedule this year. It's going to be
0: cool. That is awesome. And every year, it's, it's great in regards to the teams that come in from... You know, out of town and out of state, and it's always mixed with great uh, teams with the Coalition Theater or Richmond based teams. How many teams are participating this year uh, on the improv side?
3: Uh, Let's see. Well, all together, we have over 40 acts in the festival. And so I would say um, maybe about 30 or so of them are improv, and then the rest are going to be sketch, podcasts, stand up. But yeah, yeah, lots lots of folks coming in Um, some stuff I'm particularly like excited about so we've got uh, the Lady to Lady podcast from L.A. Oh, They're wow. going to be head headlining a uh, show at the Canal Club on that Saturday at 9 p.m. Um, and if you've never heard of them, their podcast is Lady to Lady. It's Brandy Posey, Tess Barker, and Barbara Gray. They're three women out of L.A. who are doing comedy over there. They're all like, they've been in the scene forever. They're, you know, in writer's rooms. They're, you know, doing doing it out in L.A., So, um, they're hilarious. If you haven't heard their podcast, you know, download a couple episodes and listen and then come see them live. They're so, so funny.
0: And one of the things, so the podcasts are new this year. I know the stand-up show is new this year. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that's been pretty consistent but also extremely awesome is that you guys have workshops, right? Like, during the week. uh, Well, during, like, the time of the festival, but usually, like, during the day. Don't you guys have some like professionals come in and give workshops that you may not get if if the festival wasn't taking place?
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm stoked on what we're offering this year. So we've got four or actually six different workshops that are running during the day in the morning and afternoon on Saturday, June 8th. Um, And just like a few of them that I'm really excited about. Lady to Lady, um, they're going to be leading two workshops. One of them is on um, podcasting in particular. So anybody that has thought about getting into podcasting but kind of doesn't know where to start or is looking for sort of some advice from people that have been like doing it for a while, this is going to be a great workshop for that. They're also doing a workshop on stand-up comedy, both writing, performing, and the business side of it. Since they're out in L.A., they kind of know, you know, how the machine churns out there. Um, so I thought it'd be really cool to get them to just they're going to be doing like a Q&A at the end of that class and everything. So if folks are interested in, you know, pursuing comedy as like a legitimate career, that could be a really valuable workshop to take. Um, There's also a group called Cigarette Sandwich. They're a sketch group out of Chicago. um, And they've got tons of accolades um, from the Chicago Tribune and a bunch of other publications. Um, They're really gaining steam over there. And they're doing a workshop on how to take um, improv And write sketch from the work that comes from that, which is a really fun and new approach, something a little bit different. So I think that's going to be really awesome. Um, Other workshops are available, and they're all on our website. Um, If you cruise on over to secondbestfest.com slash workshops, you'll see them all there. Tons of good stuff.
0: So, again, just to recap, because you're exactly right. The festival starts on what day?
3: Thursday, June Sick. So
0: it's coming up uh, right now And you can go onto the website You can buy tickets, you can buy a pass for just about everything, right?
3: Yeah, you can buy an all-access pass And what that's going to get you is into any and all of our shows It'll get you into all the after parties um, Friday night, we're doing <laughs> well, an after party not,
0: You know, the after party part of this <laughs> What what's, what happens at the after party probably should stay at the after party, right? Like,
3: oh my god We can't really
0: go <laughs> too far into those things
3: if if you want to be a fly, at the, let me tell it this way: if you want to be a fly at the wall at a party where a bunch of comedians oh get God. together and do bits,
0: <laughs> it's, it is something to
1: behold.
3: Yeah, so we're um, Friday night. We're partying at uh, Bingo. So uh, that's going to be awesome. Tons of video games, tons of beer, some dancing. And then, like I said, Saturday, we're partying at the Canal Club. So we really want to make this like a big event. We want folks to come out and have a good time with us. Um, We wouldn't have the acts that we have in if they weren't wonderful people who are a ton of fun. (laughs) So we're looking forward to showing them a very good time here. No, here's the thing. and And I can't. Seeing
0: you guys is praises enough. The organizers of the Coalition Theater, the organizers of this festival, because every year it just keeps getting bigger and and better. I was able, you know, after after several years of missing the weekend, I was able <laughs> I was able to visit last year, and I was just so impressed with. The teams, and more importantly, and, and you know this, uh, Katie, because you've been doing this since, uh, I, you know, you've been doing this before I started. Uh, just following oh, we go you. way back. <laughs> but 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 the community of. Uh, the community of support in that world of the improv world, uh, the friendships you make, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to see them every day, but you know, there's just an amazing, amazing community of people that you do get to know over time. I know you do when you travel and do shows and bringing them back to Richmond. It's such an awesome experience for our city. So we're, I mean, it's just a wonderful festival. If I can encourage oh, anyone to you. check it out. Uh, I'll tell you this, you don't know this, but so of the so of the troops that we saw last year and like i said we got to see i guess it was the take it personal uh comedy tour at cypher sounds
3: amazing show right. absolutely amazing so
0: over spring break we took cameron uh aria and i took cameron to new york and in, in one of the nights where uh you know kind of Ari and cam were went to bed early i actually got to go to the upright citizen uh, no way yeah, awesome and, and one of those guys will martinez uh Uh, that was with Cypher Sounds was doing a like it was a two-man hip-hop show was a two-man all-hip-hop improv show that I got to catch in New York City in the Hell Kitchen Studio. Got to talk to him afterwards, and it, I mean, they were just an—it's just an amazing community. So what you guys are— Isn't fostering. it crazy?
3: It's like it's like you meet them once, you see them at a show in Richmond, and then you're immediately like family. You can yeah. go up to New York and see them and be that like, oh my gosh, so good it was to great. see you again. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just a lot of
0: fun. But that that is one. Uh, I think that's a little bit universal, but I'll tell you what, it's actually really, really special in Richmond, and it's special because of what you guys over at the Coalition Theater have fostered, so make sure you go out and buy those tickets katie i will hopefully see you and uh middle management's Triumph return (laughs) this weekend i'm looking forward to hopefully trying to make some of it uh yeah mark i'm counting
3: on you coming out for your one show of the year you
0: know it's got to do i've (laughs) got to do better i've got to do better uh but I, i will i will i will try to make it happen uh sooner or later so thanks so much katie
3: thanks mark i appreciate it all right i'll talk to you soon okay
0: this is the Cheats Movement on WRIR. We will be right back after this, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, we'd like to thank Ross Catro of Good Morning RVA. Uh, we'd also like to thank Katie Holcomb from the Coalition Theater. Second Best Comedy Festival is happening this weekend. Make sure you check that out. It's it gonna fun. be an amazing, amazing weekend in Richmond. Hopefully, some good weather. Uh, when you get a chance, as always, please email the show, the Cheats Movement at gmail.com make sure you check out the cheetah movement com uh, new profiles up are up there right now definitely some really really good stuff on the, on the blog so make sure you check that out until next time Richmond as always we, we see, see it, it.